You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Tonight we are dealing with the ingenious life. And the focus of our discussion today is going to be journeying upwards. And so I just want to give a brief background to why we are dealing with this topic. This topic itself is more like a title. And we are going to have sub-themes that we are going to explore over the weeks to see how we can journey upwards. So whilst I was praying, um, the Holy Spirit began to talk to me about where we are now. After the conference, I've been praying about some things. And so the Holy Spirit was talking to me about where we are now. And also talking to me about the focus for the month of October. And the focus of the month of October is what we are discussing. It is journeying upwards. Journeying upwards. So that's that's there so we've actually started uh, uh, october now for us we are already in october so we are doing upwards and i was asking the lord what what does he intend for us to achieve with our journey upwards we are young people who are pursuing god pursuing life and who are anticipating of having a very beautiful life and so one of the desires that god has for us is to bring us to a place where we live a truly fulfilling life and to live that life is going to take a lot of effort a lot of preparation a lot of planning and a lot of action we have to be decisive in so many areas of our lives and Sometimes taking these decisions are are difficult, especially if we don't know where to start from. And so the Holy Spirit was painting a picture for me of the, the kind of future he wants us to have, the kind of life he wants us to have, and where we are now. And so... Um, our meetings are on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. So starting today, we are going to start with a series. And one of the things we will be exploring in the series is, um, I, I don't want to speculate, so let me, let me just, we are going to, today we are going to focus, I'm going to steal some of the topics that I, pre- I prepared for. I'm going to I'm going to borrow let me not say steal I'm going to borrow some of the topics I prepared for basking in life and light. Then I'm going to transfer it to uh, this. My wife is asking why. Well, that's because um, whilst I was praying this evening, the Lord began to speak to me about some things. <laughs> And it just started around 7 p.m. whilst I was meditating and thinking about some things. He started aligning some of the things that we are supposed to do. And so what I'm I am uh, I'm doing now is borrowing some topics. As in 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 basking in life and life, um the first uh series we are supposed to treat or the first topic we are supposed to treat is called the discontentment the discontentment um and the subtitle is expectation versus reality now for this one the 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 title is discontentment however we are not dealing with expectation versus reality we are dealing with potential versus actual discontentment 
and the topic of the focus today is potential versus actual let's pray father i pray in the name of jesus that as we begin to talk about these things that our journey upwards will be smooth our journey upwards will be blessed and our journey upwards will be a reality we will experience we ask that let every anointing let every grace let every power let every angelic service that is needed for your word and your will to be manifested unto us be activated even in the name of jesus christ our lord amen so let's look at ephesians chapter 4 we're going to read verses 13 and 14. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive people of god um we are talking about discontentment we are talking about our journey upwards and today what i'm drawing your attention to is that your journey upwards that is technically that journey to make your life better it starts with discontentment it starts with being dissatisfied with where you are the potential that you know you have versus the actual experience of your life there are some of us here we know that if we are supposed to look at at our lives critically we know in our hearts that we are not where we know we are supposed to be there are some of us when we consider our financial states we know that financially we are not where we are supposed to be when we look at our health we know that we are not where we are supposed to be when we look at our mental health we are not where we are supposed to be <clears throat> when we look at our education uh, we are not where we are supposed to be when we look at our career we are not where we are supposed to be so the journey upwards is going to start with us acknowledging that we are not where we are supposed to be and actually being tired about it being angry about it what we experience is in life is a lot of people are dissatisfied with their lives but what is happening is that they don't know how to get out of that cycle they find themselves in a cycle that is so possessive that they are unable to free themselves of the cycle they are not able to break the cycle and because of that they keep even though they don't like where they are they they find themselves where they are even though they are not satisfied so discontentment is the our starting point the potential versus the actual now our test in ephesians those who came for the conference you realize that the man of god um gave a brilliant um illustration of what it means to come to the measure of the fullness of christ however my focus for tonight is on the verse 13 on the 
last three words of the verse 13 which is the fullness of christ um, now the the, the the word fullness is the word pleroma um, pleroma is a very interesting word that describes um being full to the brim um it describes also being full to the point of being totally occupied it also um describes um so so we can we can think about pleroma in in three in three forms we have the verb form and we have the adjective form now pleroma is from the root word plero and plero is the verb form pleroma is the noun form and pleroma is what we call a noun neuter and now neuter literally means that it has no gender so whatever i'm talking to you about it applies both to the male and the female so in ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 he's telling us that god is the desire of god is to bring us to the place of the fullness of christ the place of the fullness of christ and that is what the journey upwards our focus is i want you to understand that and 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 this morning the holy spirit was talking to me about what he called the the jesus standard of life that is the potential we are looking at the jesus standard of life now what i am literally saying is that the desire of god is for us to have the life that christ has and when i say the life that christ has what i mean is everything about christ right so when 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 we look at the fullness in the noun version it is describing um one one of the first definitions that's that 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 is given is a, a picture of a ship that is filled and it's being filled right so uh, when i say a ship that is filled and being filled what i mean is that a ship that is occupied with all the necessary personnel so that you have one that is rowing you have one that is opening the mass you have those that are working in the boiler rooms you have those that are on the lookout on the sail up there looking out for for things that can crash into the ship so it, it, it is that that is the picture it is painting right here in the in the new testament when we are talking about it, it is talking about having the fullness of god in us that is you know how the bible says that christ encapsulated the fullness of the godhead in all bodily form christ encapsulated the godhead in all bodily form and this is found in colossians chapter 2 verse 9 if you can post colossians chapter 2 verse 9 for me it says that for in him dwells the fullness of the godhead bodily in him dwells the fullness of the godhead bodily now it is very interesting because the fullness here is also talking about pleroma the pleroma for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the godhead bodily so here it is talking about in christ we could find the expressions of the father and the holy spirit in its optimal form so that whatever you thought god could do you could literally see christ doing whatever that you could think of the holy spirit doing you could literally see christ doing so this is the this is the potential this is the potential so the, the lord is saying is that this is where i want to take my people i wanted to bring them to the point where you know how in 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 the gospel of john jesus is talking to his disciples and in john chapter 15 and he sees that 
I am the vine, you are the branches. If 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 you abide in me, my, my father will abide in you, and I will abide in you. It, it is that picture, right? It is that picture where we have Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit dwelling in us with the manifestation of the fullness of their glory. That is the potential, right? What we see in our life is what I call the actual. Do you think that the joy that you have is the joy that Christ has? Remember, the potential is what I call the Jesus standard. The Jesus standard. So your joy is your joy, the Jesus standard of joy. The love that you are having, is it the Jesus standard of love? The, the the kindness that you are expressing to somebody is it the jesus standard of kindness the the forgiveness that you are displaying to the world or to somebody that has wronged you is it the jesus standard of forgiveness because what he wants to do for us is to make us the telios man the the complete person and you see the complete person is is jesus after resurrection now i want you to really understand me very well before his death jesus encapsulated the godhead in the bodily form but after resurrection he made that grace available to all of us and so the life that we are supposed to express as christians is the life that reflects the resurrection in fact the apostle paul puts it this way he says he says that if christ had not been raised if christ had not been raised that among all people our faith is the most foolish right that's what he says and this is found in first first um First Corinthians 15 verse 17. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 17. It says that, and if Christ has not been raised again, your faith is vain. Then it means that we are still in our sins. So the, the, the expectation of the Father for our lives now, as we journey upwards, is the journey that reflects the resurrected life in Christ. That is what we are supposed to express. And remember, before Jesus died and rose again, this is this. These are the things that Jesus could do. These are the things that Jesus could do. The Bible says. Jesus goes to peter's house the mother-in-law is there and as he's there in luke's gospel chapter 4 verses 38 to 40 and also this story is also found in matthew chapter 8 verse 14. he says that he touched peter's mother and the fever left her Wow, that, 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 that's, that's, that's something. One of my favorite ones is in, in, in Luke chapter 8. In Luke chapter 8, Jesus raises a man, a widow's son. Right? Uh, sorry, in Luke chapter 7. In Luke chapter 7. In Luke chapter 7, the Bible says that when we read from verse 11, it says that Jesus saw that the woman was weeping uncontrollably. He was moved with compassion, and so he raised his son for her. Now, all these things Jesus could do, all these things Jesus could do because he, he was living not in the potential but he had become the potential 
he had journeyed upwards and seen the light that was expected of him and so he was living in the fullness of god he was living in the fullness of god he was living in in other words what we can see is that god had completely possessed him the holy spirit has had completely possessed him in every aspect of his life he was captured and won over for god it was a done deal there was there was nothing about his life that was not for god and so you remember when he was talking to his disciples he sees that satan came to visit us and he found nothing of himself with me he found nothing of himself in me that is that is this is what we see in john's gospel chapter 14 when we start reading from verse 30 he says that he actually said that i will no longer speak with you much i will no longer speak with you much because the ruler of this world is has come or is coming and in me he has nothing what jesus is literally saying is that when he came to vet my life he realized that i am completely sold out for god and completely possessed by god so our potential is to live the jesus standard whatever things that we are doing in our lives our comparison is not with any man it's not with any person it's not with any peer it's not with any role model but it's with christ he is the standard so let let, let uh, I, I want i want to tell a funny story right it's real it happened so during the conference we were supposed to host the man of god in the morning the the plan was that he was going to go into his hotel and we were going to bring him breakfast because he was going to arrive at the time that breakfast had already been set so later on in the evening the 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 pa the personal assistant called me and said that well um the the hotel manager says that the room will not be available till 12 p.m because there are people who are already occupying the room and they are they will check out by 12 p.m so that is the potential time that the room will be made available which meant that we now had to host the man of god in our home and that is when i saw that charlie we have talented team workers i mean i saw people scrubbing with knives <laughs> and it was in the dark they had turned on their the the the, the touch light on their phones and they were scrubbing in the dark and it was 4 a.m getting ready to receive the man of god but you see the funny thing is that we've been living in that house for a long time i've never seen anybody scrap scrap the house at 4 a.m do you know why because we were receiving a guest that we had so much esteem for and so we wanted to put our best foot forward we wanted to and so we dealt with all the blemishes in our lives we dealt with all the inconsistencies in us and we did everything to present ourselves perfect organized and ready to receive the man of god and we had one of the best feedback after the program from his team so once again kudos to the team i mean the the report that we had the, the man of god was so pleased when he got home even the wife called us to thank us because he heard how we received the husband so you see that 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 means that 
even though we are living in the house we, we, we were not giving our best to the house even though you are cleaning your house you might not be cleaning your house according to the jesus standard even though you are cooking for your family you might not be cooking for your family according to the jesus standard even though you are helping somebody out helping a friend out you might not be doing it according because the thing is that if you were to receive jesus how would you receive jesus if jesus was supposed if jesus would ask of you to help him out what would you do to help him out it is it is that level of preparation it is that level of commitment it is that level of excitement you see yes you you, you have joy giving to the work of god giving to the house of god helping people out but your giving is it according to the jesus standard if jesus if you went to church and jesus appeared in person and jesus was asking for an offering would you give the offering you always give right so it means that when when we compare our life to this jesus standard it requires us to be discontent with the way we have organized our lives till now this morning the holy spirit was ministering to me and he was telling me do you think you are loving your your wife according to the jesus standard are you treating your kids according to the jesus standard are you treating your guests the people that are living with you according to the jesus standard? if jesus was living with you would you treat jesus differently from the way you are treating the people that are living with you if that is the case it means that there is an adjustment to be made there is an adjustment to be made because you see this journey upwards is a journey to reflect christ to reflect the godhead in all that we are doing when you are giving assignments to do do you do it according to the jesus standard so you see what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to give us a reason for our discontentment a lot of us don't know why we should be discontent with our lives probably because you are having a very good life you have money you're able to do the things you want to do but the thing is that whatever it is you are doing if we compare it to the jesus standard will it measure up so whatever we are talking about always remember our anchor scripture in the book of ephesians chapter 4 particularly the verse 13 and remember my focus is on the last three words of the verse 13 the fullness of christ that is the potential that we are supposed to measure up to and you see the interesting thing about this fullness is that it can be achieved now remember i was talking to us about the the verb form and the noun form and the adjective form now remember we have described the noun form which is pleroma fullness which is pleroma as something describing um being full to a measure that it overflows that every space is occupied and no space is unoccupied that is that is literally and so it, 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 in regards to other statements we will say something like the fullness of time in the fullness of time when all that should happen has happened in the fullness of time we see god do something so that is that is literally the now form now plero which is the verb form also talks about um the the action the action now where has plero been used now um 
my favorite places where plero has been used that is the verb form is particularly in the book of acts in the book of acts in the book of acts now okay so let, let let me see something about the the verb form of the word fullness the the literal meaning of the verb form is to make full to make or to fill up to make full or to fill up that is like in tautology uh you say something like to fill to the full when when i when i'm speaking uh tautologically <laughs> i'm speaking english wow it means to fill to the full that is the action form so it means that when you it's like filling a jar pouring water into an empty jar the intention will not to make it half full your intention would not to make it full to the brim but you want to fill it to the point where you know that it is full that is it overflows right so in the book of acts this word is mainly used for these people in acts chapter 2 verse 2 we are told that a mighty rush violent rushing wind filled the house where they were sitting and that way it filled the whole house is actually the verb form plero and it filled it occupied the the, the russian wig occupied every part of the room that everybody felt it so this is where it is used then in acts chapter 2 verse 28 it says this you have made known to me the ways of life you will make me full of gladness with your presence you have made known to me the ways of life and you shall make me full of joy with your presence so the king james says that thou hast made known to me the ways of life that shall make me full of joy with thy countenance so the, the 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 goal of god is that he will reveal to us the way of life and so this is the way of life that i am talking to you about that is the jesus standard it is the way of life to journey up if we want to do well before god now remember i'm not talking about doing well before man but i am talking about doing well before god such that at the end of the day when we breathe our last and we stand before god we are going to receive a commendation from him that that way of life is the jesus standard of things would you talk in the jesus standard would you love the jesus standard would you be kind the jesus standard would you would you get yourself educated according to the jesus standard so that is the way of life so he is making known to us the ways of life and remember it didn't say the way of life he says the ways of life now remember there's only one way to life jesus says that i am that way when we read john's gospel chapter 10 jesus is that way to that life but when we have come to christ there are ways of life and these ways are what i call the path of life remember in psalm 23 he says that he will lead us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake so there are paths to life that we are supposed to pursue there is there is a path to prosperity there is a path to joy there is a path to being educated there's a path to living in glory there's a path 
there, there are there are many paths there are ways of life in god and sometimes what happens is that you might be doing well in one way of life but you might not be doing well in a, another one so you might be somebody who is very studious you read your bible every day but maybe when it comes to the way of prayer you might not be doing well but there is a jesus standard of prayer life there is a a jesus standard of bible study life there is a a jesus standard of uh what do i call it preaching the word there's a jesus standard of you know helping people that that these are the ways of life there's a jesus standard for prosperity there's a jesus standard for for doing well in relationships doing well in marriage raising kids there is a jesus standard in every aspect of our life have you discovered that jesus standard another one that is in is the same book of acts And it talks in Acts chapter. Um, I, I want to. I want to be careful which one I read. I have so many scriptures here. Um, Acts chapter thirteen, verse fifty-two. Acts chapter thirteen, verse fifty-two, and it says that. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So you realize that it, the King James says that the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. I'm not reading the King James Version. I'm reading the... I'm reading the American Standard Version. And the American Standard Version says that indeed were continually filled. So it's a process, right? Our our coming to the place where we are continually filled is a process but over a period of time you and i the expectation of god is that we will come to that place where we are filled now the 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 adjective form right the adjective form which is still i'm still talking about plero right and um, the adjective form is pleris now pleris is also used to describe certain people now you know adjective when, what an adjective is it means it is describing something so have there be people who have lived in this world that have been able to live to that standard the jesus standard let's let's read a couple of scriptures act chapter 6 verse 3 therefore brethren select from among you seven men of good reputation full of the spirit and of wisdom select um king james says that look ye out among you seven men of honest report for the for there is the word pleris now the word pleris there is the adjective form of pleroma so it is this he's saying that find a people who have these characteristics they are totally occupied by the spirit they are totally occupied by wisdom when we go to verse 5 this is what it says they were looking for people like that so let's go to verse 5. verse 5 says that 
the statement um, and the saying pleased the whole multitude and they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost so they found a man full is the word clarice he was one full of faith it means that one of the ways of life one of the jesus standard that we are supposed to learn is the way of faith so there was a man called stephen that was full of faith so it means that there is actually a possibility even though there is the potential and we might not be living in the potential we are being told that there are people who have been able to not just live up to their potential but they've become the potential and these were the seven people that had these traits when we go to verse 8 it also talks about stephen this same stephen in verse 8 what does it say of stephen in verse 8 and Stephen, full of faith and power. So you realize that it is possible to be a person. Um, we can talk about Acts chapter 7, verse 55. The Apostle Paul. The Bible says that Apostle Paul, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of god sorry it is not possible this is same stephen when he was dying when stephen was dying he says that being full of the holy spirit he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of god so you, we realize we track the story of this man stephen throughout the bible and you realize that every description of stephen as a man that was full, a man that had been able to achieve, who, who has achieved a, a total, uh, not surrender, but he had been totally consumed by God in every aspect of his life. So it is telling us that it is possible for us to also have that life when we talk, when we read Acts chapter eleven and in. Uh, uh it, it talks about he says that for he was a good man and full of the holy spirit and of faith and considerable numbers were brought to the lord and this is peter's report to the church this is peter's report to the church And he was talking about all the things that God was doing in Antioch. And he's describing a man, Acts 11, 24. And he says that this man, he's a good man, but he is full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. So this evening people of god this is this is this is the beginning of our series it's about the jesus standard your prayer life is it according to the jesus standard your your bible study life is it according to the jesus standard your your commitment to your work is it according to your jesus standard uh, your, your 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 desire to to find help for somebody is it according are you helping somebody according to the jesus standard you know how we we sometimes passively tell people oh, i'll help you i'll 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 look into things for you but if if it was jesus himself would the enthusiasm with the energy that you are using to do that and will it change if it will change then what the lord is drawing our attention to this evening is that we must be discontent with our life not because we don't have money not because we are poor not because we are sickly but that this the source or the reason for our discontentment should be that when we are looking at the potential and the actual 
where the potential is the jesus standard of living and we are looking at our actual standard of living what is the standard deviation those who did not like statistics in school when i say standard deviation are you appreciating it now <laughs> uh it is everywhere everything that we learn it, it creeps in somehow <laughs> right what is the level of deviation from the jesus standard this is the reason for our journeying upwards this is the reason so when i say journey upwards uh, we are we are not just talking about you know what do you call it about becoming prosperous about you know getting into the school yard. those things will happen but right now we we are looking at the reason why we should be discontent the reason why we should be angry with ourselves the reason why we should be pushing for a change in our life the reason why we should be we should pushing for for a better life the ingenious life that is what we are talking about and it is the jesus standard and if our lives is not reflecting the jesus standard then what it means for us is for us to do all that we can to raise up our life to the jesus standard you see the disciples when we read their stories one of the things we find about the disciples is this that after they had been full of the spirit wherever they went it was undeniable that these men had been with jesus you see we we want to be a generation that men will see and they will know that we are with god that we are with jesus that the, the power of god is real that faith is real that love is real that kindness is real that mercy is real that generosity is real that that service is real that that we are not doing these things according to the the way men do it we are not doing it so so that we, we for some underlying reason that are always sponsored by a little bit of our of our selfishness but we want to journey upwards until we have come to the place where we are living according to the jesus standard of life our standard of living must not be to the standard of living of ghana to the standard of living of america to the standard of living of norway or the standard of living in the in the united arab emirates or dubai no 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 our standard of living must be the jesus standard it should be the reason why we do everything that we are doing it should be the reason why we laugh it should be the reason why we sing it should be the reason why we sweep it should be the reason why we go to work it should be the reason why we dress some of us let's even think about the way we dress if if jesus should appear before us or we are told that jesus is coming to meet us in in the next five minutes and the the the, the thing he will be coming to expect is the kind of clothes we wear will you discard some clothes <laughs> will you discard some or you will keep everything because you know that jesus will be very 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 happy with your closet it's the jesus standard and that is what we are talking about that that is the ingenious life that is the reason for our journey upwards so in the next weeks to come please let's tighten our belt ready to make adjustments because you see everything that we are talking about it can be achieved we can love like god we can have faith like god we can be kind like god we can be generous like god we can be powerful like god we can be uh, we can be strong as god we we can work miracles like god we can do everything like god if we are living according to the jesus standard and so this evening 
this is the word of the lord i am bringing to you to kickstart this series of our journey upwards now one of the things that will be happening is that in the month of october we'll be doing what we call call uh in, in the book of Ezra chapter 6, it talks about how the, the, the elders of Judah prospered according to their prophesies of Haggai and Ezra. And so in the month of October, these are some of the things. We'll be prophesying our way into some of these Jesus standards. Because you see, it, it, it cannot take our strength, it cannot take our might, it will take the spirit. So we have to be full of the spirit. So we will be we'll be doing a lot of prophesying this 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 days and weeks to come. So tighten your belt. It's not going to be the prophesying as you are used to. It's going to be prophesying as you are used to, and in some ways that you might not be used to. And you will be doing the prophesying yourself. So let's tighten our belts and let's get ready to to move into deeper realms, into deeper realms of love, devotion, commitment. The reason why you are not praying is because your, your desire is not to please God. We are trying to fine-tune our desires, fine-tune our, our aspirations, to fine-tune our wishes, and the things that we are looking forward to achieving in this life, it must be according to the Jesus standard. And so God bless you this evening for making time to be with us. Wherever you are, I want you to lift your voice and begin to pray for yourself in the next three minutes. Pray for yourself that as we begin to journey up, may you not be left behind. May your spirit, soul, and body be carried along this journey. May everything in you, with you, about you be carried. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.